0: Greetings in the most powerful, triumphant, and all-conquering name of Jesus. We welcome you to our service today and pray that you will remain steady and strong in the midst of challenging circumstances. Let's pray together. Father, we pray for our service today, that you will bless us, that you will speak into our hearts and into our lives. We pray, Lord, that as we learn from Joseph today, that regardless of how unfair circumstances may seem at times, you are still there, touching our lives and meeting our needs. Bless your word today. Speak deeply. Challenge us, Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is found in Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. We're going to read from verses 1 and a couple of verses later. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome, and after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. Let's go to verse 13. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story, that Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. The title of our message here this morning is Where is God when life is unfair? Where is God when life is unfair? Has God been around when life treated you unfairly? Where is God when bad things happen? In this sermon you will learn how God used Joseph for his purposes despite adversity. As you understand the character of God, you will see how the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus brings God's presence into even sharper focus. Things do not always work out as planned. Some circumstances in life are simply beyond our control. In fact, this is where we find Joseph sold into slavery by his own brothers, abandoned by the ones that should have been closest to him, taken into another country and culture, hostile to the worship of the living God, and without any visible prospect for rescue. Yet in that setting, Joseph began to learn about the presence of the Lord God. The more that he experienced the abiding presence of the Lord, the more he grew in pressing forward, regardless of the circumstances, joyfully confident in the Lord. True significance is to have God's blessing on your life. If you have God's blessing on your life, you have everything, even if you are unknown. If you lack God's blessing, you ultimately will have nothing, even if you are currently rich and famous. We are mistaken when we think that if everything is going well, God is blessing us. But that when trials or problems hit us, He has withdrawn His blessing. His blessing is not necessarily related to favorable circumstances. Joseph's life teaches us that the Lord's blessing affects three dimensions in which we live. The first dimension is the personal dimension of God's blessings, verses 2 to 6. We discover that the theme of this chapter by the repetition of phrases, the Lord was with Joseph. That fact makes all the difference. Throughout the text, the staggering reality of the Lord's presence stands out. The Lord was with Joseph, so he became a successful man. Verse 2. His master saw that the Lord was with him and how the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Verse 3. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned verse 4 notice what happens when Joseph takes over from the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had both in the house and in the field verse 5 From beginning to end and everything in between, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with Joseph when sold into slavery. Rather than taking the angle that life had dealt him a horrible blow, we find Joseph succeeding at everything that he put his hand to. Did the Lord use Joseph's abilities and excellence? Certainly But it came about because of the Lord's presence inhabiting those abilities, living in those abilities, dwelling in those abilities. The the Lord's presence, not only dwelling there, but also just being so powerful at that time. Slaves do not become successful men. They do not win friends and influence people. But Joseph did. Why? The Lord was with him. And if the Lord is with you, anything becomes possible. He was no bitter slave, serving a master reluctantly. With his hope in the Lord, Joseph served a far greater master than Potiphar. He served the Lord God Almighty. But there is more to the story than his external success. Yes, many times people externally seem to be so successful. They seem to just accomplish such great things. But internally, they have deep issues that they need to deal with. And here we find Joseph at this present moment. This would be also about his internal issues and successes. What is not apparent is that years elapsed between verses 2 to verses 6, which refer to Joseph's elevation in Potiphar's house. This did not all happen overnight. During this time, he learned to overcome his deep resentment and anger toward his brothers and move on with his life. It was internal that he need to, need to focus on. He needed to deal with those deep things internally before he could move on with his life. People around Joseph, after he moved on with his life had dealt with the internal. Yes. People around Joseph got blessed, and that should be true in our lives as well. God's blessing should rub off on others because He is with us. Potiphar was not a believer, yet he noticed the favor that was on Joseph's life. What about you? Do people around you recognize the Lord's favor is on you? Is your life making a difference in those with whom you come into contact or not and that, but then secondly the Lord's presence gives strength in temptation verses 6b to 12 in verse 6b we are told that Joseph was handsome in form and appearance which echoes with Genesis chapter 29 verse 17 which said the same thing about his mother Rachel on top of all the other great things going for Joseph he was good-looking some people just seem to have it all what we do have in the story though is a kind of situation that has not changed much in thousands of years it is a situation where someone with power abuses that power for selfish purposes remember that joseph is a slave if the mistress or the first lady of the house wants to do, wants him to do something, he has little choice in the matter. Scholars tell us that immorality among slaves was rampant in that era, and evidently it was not unusual even among the wealthy and aristocratic. "Come to bed with me," says Potiphar's wife to Joseph. "It is not a proposition; it's an order." Today we call it sexual harassment. It has nothing to do with love. It has to do with power. We no longer have slaves in our society. But we still have people with power who use it selfishly and ruthlessly. But the Bible says, Joseph resisted the woman's advances. Oh, the Lord gave him strength. To resist the human's advances. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Also in Psalm 28 verse 7, the word says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me the Lord provided a way of escape for Joseph Bible says he ran he left his cloak behind and ran he had to flee from temptation and that's how how powerful this temptation was it could have destroyed him and his testimony completely but the Lord provided a way of escape for Joseph so that He could endure the temptation before Him. First Corinthians 10 verse 13 says so beautifully, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, He will provide a way out so that you can endure. What we see from Joseph's story is that the Lord does not abandon us when we are tempted. He is present to strengthen our resolve against it. Joseph may have lost his cloak, but he never lost his character. Character says, I will do what is right. I will do what is right with all people, slave traders. Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, Pharaoh, church friends or non-church friends. Character says, I will do what is right in all places. In Canaan or Egypt, in my own home or Potiphar's house, in my place of employment, in other words. I will do right. Character says, I will do what is right at all times. Not just when others are looking but also when they are not. Not just during light of day, but at night. Not just when at home with family, but when away from home. I challenge you this morning. Run! Flee! From anything that will ruin your life and testimony. The Lord was with Joseph when falsely accused. Verses 13 to 20 she was bent on revenge this woman she would show Joseph if he would not do what she desired then she would get rid of him she would accuse him of trying to rape her and she had the cloak or garment to prove it and she called all her servants in look at what this Hebrew has done later she also told her husband we read that Potiphar burned with anger when he heard it How could this one that he trusted with everything in his house, this one that he made manager of all his affairs, do such a thing? But for some reason, instead of having Joseph put to death, he threw him into jail, and not just any jail, but the prison where the prisoners of the Pharaoh were kept. So Joseph went from a prince in his father's house, to a slave, to an accused criminal, to a prisoner for not doing anything wrong. How much worse could it get? It looked like God had forgotten all about Joseph. But you know what? The Lord never forgets about us. He could not stay in that situation. Prison was the best place for Joseph to be at that point in time. The Lord removed Joseph from the source of temptation and put him into a secure place until he could bring about his purposes for Joseph and his family. How is your attitude when you are treated unfairly at home, at work, or at school? Secondly, the kingdom dimension. God's blessing verses 5 verse 20 and 22 the Lord's nearness with Joseph spilled over into blessing for Potiphar an unbeliever the lord blessed the egyptian's house as joseph fulfilled his mission and purpose there god never gives his blessing to be bottled up or squandered on ourselves but to be channeled through us to others joseph had something which both potiphar and the chief jailer lacked his level of spiritual authority and evidence of God's faithfulness in his life caught the attention of these men who worshipped other gods. They understood enough to know that their gods were powerless to do what the Lord God did through Joseph. God was glorified even in these pagan men by the way that he made his presence known through Joseph. Such powerful manifestations of the Lord brought influence and transformation into every area of their Egyptian world, their secular and ungodly world. The Lord's nearness has larger kingdom dimensions than merely helping us through a difficult time. The Lord's presence with Joseph went beyond his family. Potiphar, the prison warden, and the Egyptians around him. The Lord sent Joseph to Egypt to preserve nations, save lives, and impact eternal destinies. Both Potiphar and the jailer recognized God's hand on Joseph Because they saw it in his life and his attitude. Joseph's life teaches us that we need to be positive, joyful, diligent, and faithful in our work. Even when we have been mistreated. Thirdly, the generational dimension of God's blessing. Verse 23. Let's read it together. It says there the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. The Lord's nearness with Joseph was not just for Joseph. Was the Lord concerned about Joseph individually? Certainly. But his ways and works are not Constrained by time and space like ours, He blessed Joseph so that he might also extend that blessing to future generations. God's work in individuals aims much broader by touching present and future generations. As the Lord was with Joseph, He was also with Judah, Simeon, Levi, Reuben, Gad, Benjamin and the rest. The wonder of his presence does not stop with us. The Lord was near to Joseph and his family, giving grace to them so that out of their lineage, in the fullness of time, God might send forth his son to be born of the Virgin Mary from the tribe of Judah, so that he might be the savior of the world. What the Lord was doing in Joseph's life literally affected generations to come and even affects us today. His presence in that one young man extended to transform millions of people throughout the generations of the world. It is no small thing that the Lord was with Joseph in Exodus 17, 11 to 13, Joshua and the Israelites were fighting a battle with the Al- Amalekites. The, uh, they were winning because Moses had his hand in the air, had his hands lifted. Somebody in your family line honored God. Somebody you cannot see is holding up their hands for you. Live your life in such a way that you cause others to win. You are holding up their hands by every correct choice you make. Every time you resist temptation, you are winning for your children and future generations. Somebody in your family line will see God's goodness because of the way you lived. God's dream is that every generation will increase. And in Deuteronomy 1 verse 11, The Bible says so beautifully, May the Lord, the God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times and bless you as He has promised. As He has promised a thousand times. He wants to bless us. We have no excuse to not go further. He's there to bless us a thousand times more but I do not know any family member as far back as I can see that honored God, you may say. Then I say to you, you could be the first. God raised you up to get it started. The Old Testament talks about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They understood the power of generational blessing. There is something significant about three generations honoring God. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 says, A threefold cord is not quickly broken. When you need a breakthrough, you can say, God, my Father honored you. I honor you. My Son honors you. That gets the attention of God. Do not settle for things that you know are holding you back. Addictions, compromise, taking the easy way out. Be a difference maker. Draw a line in the sand and say, that is it. This is a new day. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We have the biblical record tracing the blessing that came from the Lord's presence with Joseph all the way to Jesus Christ who descended from the tribe of Judah that was preserved because the Lord was with Joseph according to Hebrews 7.14. You can read it at home. Consequently, I would add, It is no small thing. That the Lord is with you. No matter how hard. The way of life becomes. We must remember. The Lord is with us. Psalm 112 verse 2 says. Their children will be mighty. In the land. The generation of the upright. Will be blessed. Yes. You are the answer to their prayers. The generation of the upright. Do not. For granted the price that they paid. You are experiencing generational blessings because of them. Future generations are either going to be better off further down the road or they are going to have to struggle and try to overcome things that you can defeat right now. Let us not settle for mediocrity. Let us push forward. Take new ground. Break barriers that have held us back in the midst of unfairness like Joseph. Amen. Father, thank you for your word that even in the midst of unfairness, you are working. You are moving. You are shaping us into what you want us to be. We bless you for today. And Lord, if anybody have been unfairly treated, I pray that today you will fulfill your purposes in their lives. And now may the grace of our Lord, the love of God, and the dynamic presence of the Holy Spirit rest in the Bible with us until Jesus comes. Amen.